I'm sad. <laughs> wow, you didn't even give the time to- you went straight into this. For once, it was I who was surprised by the intro. <laughs> That's new. How the tables have turned. Yeah. Wasn't I'm surprised by this. I was shocked and odd. <laughs> so hard. Usually it is I who plays the joke, but today it was not. Sometimes you're the joke, sometimes you're the joker. Um, the junker. Yeah, we're, the, we're the jonkler. Hi everyone, welcome to the Skeleton Crew Podcast. This episode is going to be a, a more Heike story. Or at least half of that. We'll see how long that lasts. If, if the intro was any indication. I did call this samurai and sadness that I meant every word of that statement. And, Joss, uh, yeah. what the fuck is this? Uh, the end of an era, which is never, which is always, uh, a sad thing. Yeah. So, uh, shall we discuss what happened on Hey K Stories episode four through six? Yes, let's let's do that. That very thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we start off with things already kind of going downhill, as in episode yeah. four. Um, and I mean, in advance, uh, spoilers for um. Multiple thousand-year-old historical events. I I don't remember. I spoilers for stuff that already happened in real life, but also for the show. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. So really, the big thing that happens in episode four is uh, well, do you want to say it or should I? Dad fucking died. <laughs> yeah, she Shigamori suddenly passes away after. Getting horrifically sick. Died of a tummy ache, as as was the fashion in the day. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, what, what, I guess we should really start with where the episode started, and that is uh, good old Tokuko finally has a kid, and she she's Yay! fine. N nothing bad happens to her, which is nice. She doesn't seem very happy, though. No. No, her, her marriage to the Emperor has been trying to do Heian era love making rituals of yeah what if we just all just cheated on each other but not with each yeah, other you know what I, I i had a baby with you that was great that was that was uh poggers um i'm gonna go have a baby with this other lady now and i've decided i like her more than i like you <laughs> and it doesn't and she's sad about it not about the child part she seems to like the child I mean, it's it's a baby. It's hard not to like the baby. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, she does ask Biwa, because as if you don't remember or have not been watching along, Biwa can see into the future. Biwa says, I cannot. <laughs> as a way to not ruin her day. She looks into the future. It ruins her day. <laughs> and, so, yeah. I mean... Really, you look into the future, what the fuck good is there going to be in the future? Uh, well, uh, also, nothing. yeah, well, nothing as uh, her sister Moriko died at the age of 24. That's depressing. 
that sucked. Yeah, oh, that sucked. Lot, lots, of, lots of important character deaths. I mean, or at least like character deaths that affect a significant chunk of people. Yeah. We never really meet Moriko in this whole thing, by the way. She's just kind of, we, we know about her, but we never really meet her in any real yeah. capacity. But instead we, because uh, it, this is a time of superstition, everyone's like, ah, shit, people are getting punished for doing the bad thing. So Shigamori goes to a temple and, and is like, I will, I do not want to live to see the fall of the tyrant that shortly dies afterwards. And, uh, uh-oh. And then at the end of the episode, he's very much dead and it is not happy. We were not he's happy. Dead. I, I did cry. Um, just, just for the record, I cried. That's understandable. Um, there, there is a very, um, very upsetting but very beautiful bit towards the end of that episode where um, he asks Biwa to, to play some music for him. And she's, she's there with him as he passes. And also, Mother of God, Biwa's voice actress is remarkable. Um, the... The raw emotion she is capable of is, it's, it's, she's good. Yeah, no. She's so good. It, it is, uh, Aoi Yuki is a very talented lady. Yeah. She, she's, she's more famous for other things and is in a whole bunch of stuff that you probably have seen, but th this is sort of We're one of those, this is one of those, uh, prestige things that you get to do. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and it's like I get to you know it's like when an actor gets like oh I get to act it's great yeah I get to be an actress today and she fucking flexes all over the place like she's phenomenal mm-hmm mm -hmm. yeah she's in a, she's if, if you know your Japanese act actors she's in a whole bunch of random stuff that you've definitely heard of from mm -hmm. stuff that's popular but garbage to stuff that isn't popular like this to stuff that is popular and not bad you know like everyone else <laughs> like most actors yeah. she's in a whole bunch of stuff of raging of various qualities and goodness but yeah she's really good in this like i mean everyone is but she's very good in this Especially it's, towards the end of the episode when she realizes that Shigemori is very dead. Yeah. And it's not, like, a loud cry. It's a very, like, loud, short, like, sudden, oh, no. Really, all of what we watched today was, oh, no. It, there, there was a lot of, oh, no, oh, gee, oh, fuck. But, yeah, I mean, basically, this whole episode is sort of about Chigamori dying, who you did not know that was going to happen. <laughs> he's, he's, he's in the opening! <laughs> For those who haven't watched the opening, the opening is of Biwa sort of going towards a place while various people are seen in, like, various vignettes. And he's the second character you see in person in that regard. 
And it's like, oh, like, he's going to be important. He is. Uh, we did say he was going to be around very long. Like, okay, I know him being in the, the, the opening doesn't, doesn't mean that he's... You know what I mean. I just... Yeah. It's... You're... We are conditioned in a lot of shows that if you're in the opening a lot, you're probably going to make it at least halfway through the series. You've got some mileage. Yeah, you're you're supposed to be around a while. He's not. No, no. Fuck you. Shigemori's dead. He he makes it Um, about a third of the way through the series. I'm really mad. They... He was hot. <laughs> he was kind of hot, okay? Not, I'm not denying that statement. He is supposed to be generally attractive. It's just... I love how that's the thing you go with. Other things, too. I mean, yeah, no, he's very... Like, the big key, at least in the story dynamic, is that he's, like, the last bastion of being able to curb... Well, he... Well, Shigamori is technically the head of the Heike clan. He's not. He he was the last competent person with good intentions. It needs to be stated that really, in terms of the family, the per well, the head of the clan is technically Shigamori. His father Kiyomori is the real power in the family still because he's still he very a puppet master. Yeah, not so much, not just like puppet master, like oh, secret advisor. He's more of like the guy in charge. No, he's he's very obviously in charge. Like there's there's no sneaking around about it. Like he's. He's giving the orders. Everybody else is taking them. And this is actually really demonstrated in the next episode where now that Shigamori's dead and moves on to sort of the younger brothers of Tomomori, who's the one we like because he's a large, dumb idiot. And we like our large, dumb idiots. We do. And the not and the smaller, rounder idiot, Munamori, who's the one now officially in charge and when their father orders something, they just do it. Okay, Dad. He he is Munamori is not presented in a very nice light. He is uh he talks like this. Ho 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 and he's <laughs> got buck teeth. He's not drawn he's... in an attractive way. There's there's nothing flattering about his portrayal here. There really isn't. He's not meant to be flattering because uh, things don't go well from here. But yeah, Shigamori's death is very... We both were like sniffling and like, oh no, it's bad. It's yeah. bad. That and it, hurt. Yeah, it, it hurts because, you know, we had been with Shigamori for the first three episodes. It's like, oh, this guy's very nice. You know, he's the one who bounces out his father's incredible ambition with being like, we shouldn't do this. We should do this instead. It's it's kind of like that one really decent person in middle management at your work who, like, actually spoke up for people. And then all of a sudden one day he tells you, by the way, I'm I'm leaving. I'm quitting. Yeah. He, That's what it felt. He is definitely the one sort of keeping, like... The wheels are falling, are starting to fall off of this cart, but he's the one keeping it together. Like, you know, there was maybe hope of things going okay for a little while. 
and and now he's gone. And yeah, at the moment he dies, you kind of get this feeling of like the first thing is the first person, the person who probably takes it the hardest is actually Kiyomori, which I like. Like he's it's, it's nice. He, yeah, he's shocked. Like he's everyone thought he's gone senile because of it. And I mean, mind you, which should be mentioned, his youngest daughter also died earlier in the episode. So it's like. Back-to-back child death is not something a person even like him. Because we established in the first time we talked about it, Kiyomori is a bastard. He's a mean motherfucker, but he's human. And he loves his family. He does everything for the Heikei. And that includes his kids, who he does constantly. Like, he acts like a nice grandfather to his grandkids all the time. He very clearly loves his family. Yeah. Like... He's a bad person, but he loves his family. Yeah, I mean, he, he, the best way to put it is that the moment he, like, go seems to go senile, Go Shirakawa's like, Hey! <laughs> like, literally. Hey girl. The, you, you know that one gif of that one lady coming in and going in like, Hey! It's like that yes. immediately, and it's great. Oh, oh God! What's the what's the picture from Tom and Jerry of like Tom peeking around the door? <laughs> yeah, it, it's every image of someone looking like poking their head out and be like, "It's my time." Hey, <laughs> hey! So yeah, and basically in the sec, this is which leads to the second battle. To the, the, not battle, episode. Though it, the battle did happen in our second episode. It feels like a battle. Uh, the battles with our emotions. <laughs> our poor emotions. We uh, go into our second episode where after Go Shirakawa starts doing things, Kiyomori learns it and it's like, oh, fuck this. Hell no, I'm not senile yet. Which is actually a really fun scene, because he gets up and he's, like, pissed. Kiyomori does not get visibly angry very often. He's, like, he's he's pretty in control of his emotions, so it's it's fun to see him just rage. <laughs> well, like, the, the way to put it is, in the episode where he killed a man, or, or, well, got a man killed, he's annoyed, but he never, like, he, this is the first time we really see him, like, mad mad. It's like, how dare he think I've gone senile and not done this thing? That old bald bitch. <laughs> I'm the only old bald bitch here. <laughs> yeah, so after that, uh, he makes moves to exile people, lock up Go Shirakawa, who's technically not emperor, but everyone calls him emperor because he's just retired. Yeah. Like, he's... Just like how everyone calls Kiryu the fourth chairman of the Tojo clan. It's like, you're not chairman any you haven't been you were chairman for fifteen minutes. You're still chairman though. It, it sticks. It sticks. And uh we have another battle scene for once. Yeah. And before we get to that, I'm just rereading the episode description, because a lot happens in these episodes. Like, it doesn't feel like a lot of things happen, but a lot actually does happen. Yeah. So trying to remember all three episodes is kind of hard. <laughs> a lot of emotional things happen every time. You're just like... 
also just just an observation now that we're seeing a little more of him. I love what a catty bitch Go Shirakawa is. Like I I think he's one of my favorite characters in this because he's just I don't know. I like him. <laughs> Everything about him. It, well, it, it needs to be said that he's constantly trying to outmaneuver Kiyomori, like at every turn, because he wants like... the, the the real ba- political battle of this series is who ends up control of Japan. Is it going to be the Heike led by Kiyomori and whoever takes over after him, or is it going to be whoever Goshirakawa's supposed? ports and the answer is uh we don't know yet but it is a mystery Ooh, it is a mystery and basically in this episode uh after munamori insulted a member of the genji aka the minamoto clan they're like mm-hmm. they went to goshirakawa's other kid and they're like prince mochihito please help us he's like uh, okay <laughs> Sure. <laughs> and so he does. Or at least he tries. He tries. It doesn't go well. Which leads to uh, our first ever major battle sequence since a bunch of monks got killed. Mm-hmm. And this time around, it's on a bridge. And I, I like, uh, again, I really like how kind of grounded the way they depict battle in this is because like a a big thing about this is that it's like um like they're part of the bridge is missing the the genji have taken out part of the bridge i don't think it's the so, genji i think it's the monks specifically the monks yeah i apologize yeah, yeah, don't it's the worry monks. The, the genji are starting to show up so yeah anyway but yeah they they take out part of the bridge so that like puts a serious damper on the battle because it's like well fuck we got our superior numbers but we we can't go across it's hard and to like cross 200 them. dudes get dumped into the river because the um the rear of the charge like doesn't hear to stop <laughs> yeah and it's just like and, and I, it's just so funny to be like something so simple as removing part of a bridge <laughs> can be so efficient <laughs> And I just, I like that they acknowledge that in this, that it's like, it's, you know, battle's not some, like, glorious thing. It's like, it's tedious and awful and horrible. And the person who best demonstrates how bad all this is, is is Shigamori's oldest son, Korimori. Oh, Korimori, baby. We we need to understand that Korimori is established from the get-go as... Someone who should not be near battle. To dance. Yeah, he, he he's an artist. He he's a coward. He, he he's jumpy. Like he's not a bad person. He's just very clearly wasn't meant to be a warrior. He's a soft boy. <laughs> he's he's a very soft boy, and it's just he's being he he's not in charge here. He's just part of the battle. And he doesn't do a whole lot, but it fucks him up, man. <laughs> and they do a really good job with showing that trauma. Yeah, like it, Much like in a, a, like a lot of the other action sequences, this is not shown, really. Like, maybe you get a still of something happening. Like, we get one monk who came out with no armor and no 
no shirt and it's just like i'm bad that guy was cool that guy was cool he he doesn't even say anything he's just there and he looks neat <laughs> clearly that part was based after probably an actual piece of artwork as a reference because it looks neat mm -hmm. but it's just there's this sequence towards the end of the episode where Biwa sort of looks to was it this episode? No, it was this episode because Biwa. It was the next episode. Oh yeah, I think it was the next episode. But there, there's these moments where you could really tell because it the camera goes into Corey Mori's perspective of the battle, and even though it doesn't do a lot of fighting, it's just like chaotic, bad. There's a really nice picture of some crows that's very hyper detailed and like feels very out of place. <laughs> Those crows are scary. I don't like those crows. Yeah, those crows are scary. They saw everything. <laughs> and this leads... No, go, go, go for it. Yeah, sorry. There's just... There's a real sense of, like... It, it's really good at showing, like, kind of how surreal and how, like... I don't know. That, that detachment from reality during, during the battle. It, it's... It's just chef's kiss. So good. Ugh. <laughs> well, like, a, a great example is by the time Cory Moore gets to the other side, like, the temple that they were attacking is already on fire. And it just feels surreal. The whole thing feels surreal. And it, like, Cory Moore, like, for the rest of the time we see him is not having a good time. And you feel for him. Because everyone points out, especially his younger brothers, like, Koi Mori was, is not a warrior. No. He, he wasn't meant for this. And it's very obvious because the next episode makes it even more obvious. When in a, an attempt to keep their power secure, Kiyomori has everybody move their ass to uh, Fukuhara. Uh, and, and people are like, packing up the timbers of their houses so yeah. they can move it's it's bad yeah it's like everyone everyone is moving um we also see the ascension of a new emperor baby emperor all hail baby emperor youngest emperor ever made he's like three maybe maybe <laughs> three hold on i'm i'm looking i'm yeah i think he he's maybe three and uh emperor because things are going really really well for you when you're you know having a baby ascend to the throne yeah, it's, always it's... you know child emperors really really good sign of things going well mm -hmm. and but in all of this we learn of a interesting so we also meet a, a new character uh, a name that you probably recognized very well but never put a face to Atsumori. It, I was I was making the face when they said his name. It's like yeah, I like, know him. I'm, I'm that guy. <laughs> you know, for those who don't know, a very famous bit of uh, no theater and is called the he, Atsumori. He is also a soft boy. He's, he's also <laughs> an incredibly soft boy. Like one of the things we know as it's very clear war is coming is that a lot of the younger members of the of the family are like these boys weren't meant to fight. <laughs> They're a little 
marshmallow babies. It's, they're very marshmallowy. Like Atsumori is like he has no idea what battle is like. Like the moment he talks about battle, like uh the youngest son of Kiyomori, who we also meet in these episodes, Shigahara is just like instantly goes away from talking about battle. <laughs> He was the one who burned down the temple. I mean, not because he wanted to, but because he had to. Yeah, it got dark. It's like, ah, shit, we can't see in the dark, which, you know, he's right. He even states, it's like, I didn't realize it was going to spread that fast. And it's like, Kiyomori doesn't give a shit because that's the type of shit he does on on, on the regs. But everyone else is like, oh, God, what have I done? But yeah, that that scene where, where Atsumori's like, wow. That was such a that was such a cool move, and and Shigehira is like, anyway. Yeah, anyway, let's play our flutes in a very calming scene. That's uh, not gonna last. As uh, well, things happen again. This time Everything around, so much. Uh, this time we have a new player has entered has entered the match. Oh boy. One Minamoto no Yoritomo. Mm-hmm. And Yoritomo is taking up by order of Ghost Yorikawa. And this scene is great because he first is presented the head of his late father. He's like, is this really my dad's skull? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's hard to tell. And I was like, I'm not really sure it's a skull. How the hell am I supposed to know? It's like, I got word from the emperor, Ghost Yorikawa. It's like, is this real? <laughs> Like, are you sure this is real? I was like, yes, it's genuine. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a monk or something. I don't even know if he has a na- a proper name. Yeah, he, he was a monk. He, he, I uh, know he, we know he's a monk because that's how he's dressed, but I don't know who his name is. He's like an attendant to Go Shirakawa, mm-hmm. and it's just so funny because it's like. It's just like he's like. Everyone's just like, he's raising an army. And it's, it's like, he's the toofiest guy in this. He's just like, well, yeah. all right. All right. Okay. Oh, you're going to love him more when you see. <laughs> oh, we haven't even introduced you to his wife yet. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting episode. Um, I, I think this is definitely kind of, this is the bit of the story where things are really starting to fall into place and the 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 train is visible on the horizons but we are just hanging out on the tracks having a great time right now yep because we uh, start seeing uh there, there's a great conversation about all this because th- there's really sort of three types of scenes in this show the first scenes are like the political scenes with Kiyomori or Go Shirakawa where they're maneuvering and being like, ah, if we do this and I do this and this will happen. Dudes sitting behind screens and cutting up sake jugs and yeah. Yeah. And then we get like sort of the like slicey lifey type of stuff of people just kind of hanging around talking about what's going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of that. Those are really fun. But then we get the scenes with Tokuko, which is then sort of like, talking about life as now she's a mom and Biwa asks her about sort of like, Oh yeah. My husband's been not spending time with me because we were politically engaged and it's awkward. 
And then she I asked, married him when he was like nine. And I was like 14. And now we're like 19 and 24. And they're both like, and she asks, it's like, well, I forgive people because, well, someone has to forgive. Oh, right. We, we missed a very important statement that Biwa inherited Shigamori's eye to see the dead. We totally missed talking about that. Yeah, uh, probably uh, an important thing to mention. <laughs> yeah, so she can do that now. Yeah. And uh, what what's interesting about that sequence is when asked, when she asked Tokuko, like, Tokuko's like, in this era where things are going bad and not well, I'm going to try to forgive and make peace. And it's like, oh, you are too good for this sinful earth. And then Biwa sort of... I covers her future sight eye for her dead sight eye. Oh. And she asks her father and Shigamori, do you forgive? But then Shigamori says back, like, do you forgive? And you're like, I wasn't expecting to have to go through this this difficult discussion right now. Also, I think Tokuko's a really interesting character because, like, it's... I think it's very easy to to see her as kind of, you know, being very, very passive and very, very gentle. But it's like the the bit about forgiveness I thought was interesting because it's just the way she talks about it, it's like, and I will forgive and forgive and forgive. And it's like there's something behind that there that was, um, I don't know, it's it's heavy. <laughs> It's well, really heavy. I, I think the best way to put it is that it, what it really shows is it's her own strength. Yeah. Because it, it's very easy for, like, because she comes from a family of warriors and, like, her father, Kiyomori, just is always willing to suddenly enact a level of violence whenever it benefits him, which makes sense because that's what he's always been doing. Yeah. As, like, a person. So, when... So, Tokuko is like, I'm gonna be a nicer person and not do that. Yeah, I see what you mean. That, that's, that's her that, strength. Her strength is in her conviction of being like, I, want, I think there is more to this world than pain and suffering. And I'm gonna try to make it so... And and choosing to forgive people and choosing to see the good in them is is, is an it's it's her choice and it's and and that's that's also fucking hard to do. It's hard to forgive people, especially when people um are horrible and make choices for you that aren't really your own. And yeah. Mm hmm. And. It's just one of those things where it's just what makes that sequence so great is because it transfers into sort of Koromori's nightmares about the battle. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, God, this this boy really does not should not be attached to this because guess what? He has to go back to battle again. <laughs> and uh, oh, this is a rather famous story from the time and it's the uh, Battle of Uji River. And mm -hmm. it's just... 
so embarrassing. No, not Uji River. It's uh, it's uh, the other one. It's basically the story is the Heike gather seventy thousand men, and they're like, we're gonna ride on the Genji, crush him now before they cause problems, which makes sense. Yeah, Kiyomori's thought process is fine, so he sends Corey Mori, who is just even when that is announced, everyone's like, "Are you sure?" You you want to go with this plan, Dad? And the, and he's like, of course I want to go with this plan. His father was able to do this. He can too. And everyone's just like, Ugh. and uh, it doesn't go well. And not for the reasons that you think. You want to describe what happened? Oh, first of all, the show does. The show presents this in in a really good way that like didn't instantly have me feeling like laughing as as soon as um like they they do a good job of you know depicting how tense like the situation was, but basically what happens is um there's a bunch of like herons on 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 the water that that divide them and um the and all the birds start flying all at once. And the sound is so loud that it scares the the Heike into retreating. Um, they get they get scared away by a bunch of birds. Yeah. Well, it should be prefaced that there's a a bit to it a- from the start that's really funny, which is there's a Kaiomori Mori is given two retainers from previous battles because. You know, he's young. He's never really done this before. He's grown up in peacetime, so he never had to really be a warrior. And it's just really funny because, like, the oldest one, like, when asked about... Because he, they're they're told that, like, uh, Yoritomo has raised 200,000 men, which is a lot, right? That's a huge bunch of dudes. Yeah, that's a lot of people, especially for when you're just... And they're like, and that's more than they brought. Now, that's supposedly. And then... Allegedly. And allegedly. And so everyone's like, oh, that's dangerous. But the main strategy is like, don't worry. They won't attack at night because they'll attack in the morning. And they're like, okay, okay. So he then asks the older gentleman. It's like, oh, how are the Genji slash Minamoto RS fighters? And they're like, oh, they're very dangerous and incredibly competent and they will kill us all. And it's this like... (laughs) This freaks out everybody. And his listening is so bad. It's like, I thought it would stir them up. And everyone's just, and, he, and the guy's just like. But I, I think it goes to show you that, that old guys are the same, no matter what era of time you're in. Yep. It's like, oh, because no. that's, that's some shit my dad would do. <laughs> it's like, here, I will talk you up by talking about how dangerous the enemy is. And everyone's just like. Their archers can shoot through two or three suits of armor with one arrow. It's like, okay. And then it's, uh, and then the next part, it's like, oh, the riders will ride, ride you down even over the corpses of their fallen family members. It's like, yes, let's make them sound scarier. Very helpful. Thank you very much. It's just so funny to be like, Oh, I thought I was helping them. And everyone's just like, 
You did not. <laughs> classic. It's it's so classic. It's this classic, like, whoops. Why well, I, you know, I thought I'd whip those youngsters up. You know, they're too soft these days. <laughs> and everyone, it, it, luckily, everyone looks at him as just like you, dumb, stupid man. It it is very funny. So like, when the herons start flying all around, they think they're being attacked. And they yeah. panic and run, and it's just like, Cory Mori doesn't even have a chance to even prove himself. It's so bad that he almost gets exiled if it wasn't for everyone else. And I honestly feel like, looking at the guy, maybe he would have preferred that. Yeah, no, it's like, with, with Cory Mori, it's probably better that he didn't, because then he wouldn't have been horribly killed. The, the what just really makes this whole situation really funny is afterwards is that in the morning the Genji start moving in and they're like, huh? Why did they run? Because huh? they got scared by the birds. And Yoritomo was like, really? Huh? <laughs> he just like, shows up with his large head. Uh, excuse me, long head. He has a long head. He's got a very thin, long design. It's, it's kind of like a spoon. Kinda, yeah. But it's it's a very silly story, and the again, the show does a great job of like portraying it in such a way that it's like you can acknowledge the ridiculousness of it, but also like have some empathy for like why it happened. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's definitely a sequence where you like you feel for Corey Mori because it's like he shouldn't oh, be God. here in the first place. But the outcome is kind of hilarious in that that this my... is... Yeah. yeah. My, my heart hurts for Corey Mori because, like, it's only going to get worse. And it's like, I can't help feeling like dude's going to do something fucked up at some point because he is, like, at his breaking point. <laughs> yeah. It, we see towards the end of this episode, he's fighting at... He's, they're at the new capital, and Biwa's, like, following a cat, which was the best, the happiest part of this episode for everybody involved. Very cute little kitty. He's a very cute white cat, and she's like, oh, why don't you go dancing? He's like, no, I gotta change, and he's just, like, out there swinging a sword at a tree, just... He's not in a good place. And again, the the voice acting is superb because he's like he's screaming while he's doing this, and it's like, oh, oh no. And I just I, I'm sad for him, but also like I'm a little bit afraid of him because like. This this is a person, like, put through situations that they were not prepared for. Ed shouldn't be a part of. Like, that's a big no. part of all of this. It's, like, it's very obvious that he's he's not meant for this. No. He was meant to dance. It's like some people were not meant to be great warriors, and the, the pressure of war is not going to turn coal into diamonds. It is going to break them utterly. 
and yeah. that's not their fault. Yeah, and it, it's all and you can the, the one theme of a lot of these episodes is it's all going downhill from here, and it's just keeps going down and down. I I am horrified to see what happens next, but I can't stop watching. Mostly because it's still, unsurprisingly, very good. It's it's so good. It's it's still incredibly well animated, and like they they know when to go off model to make things yes. look more squishy. Yeah, it's it's a very nice, like malleable kind of style. Well, like there's a there's a sequence in like the fourth episode where uh uh no not Minamori. which one is it who is it it's it's Shigamori's second son and I can't remember what his name is all of a sudden mm-hmm. which is a bit frustrating because uh there he's in a lot of scenes he is yeah which is why I'm a bit mad at myself. But they're they're talking about the characters. They're, not, they're talking about like just life, and it's this somewhat comedic scene, and it's just so funny when it happens, because you know they're talking. He's talking about his love life again, and it's like maybe yeah, if I make yeah, her he's jealous. <laughs> it's like. Hey, Biwa, you know, you should, you know, you should pretend to get with me so it makes her jealous. And and then Biwa, like, uh, beats his ass. Right, well, they start, um, Sukimori. That's, that's, that, that, that's yeah. the name. And it's just so funny because when that sequence happens, she starts getting catty with him. And when we mean catty, we mean, like, cat. <laughs> Actual cat. Just a cat. This guy's, ah! And, but it's in this, like, sibling way, and their faces are all very, like, round and squishy, because it's like, this is a scene where things are nice. Yeah. Because they're talking about something very nice and happy. It's it's two kids bickering. It's two siblings bickering, specifically. Because they act like siblings the entire time. And Biwa is still charmingly feral. <laughs> yeah. And it, I, I guess the best way to put it is it's it's just highly amusing. Yeah. When it does happen. So it's just like, ah, maybe if I make her jealous, she'll want to get with me. And she's just like, no. Smack. <laughs> Absolutely not. Whack great it's and it's sort of like that's what makes this whole thing tragic is that you get this idea of who everyone is and their dynamic even if you don't know really remember who's who or able to keep track because there's a lot of characters in all of this yeah it's like even if you are not like one-to-one understanding the the politics and the dynamics of everything going on at every single moment you, you still understand and you still care yeah, uh, that's a great way to put it. You still care because everyone acts very kind to one another. Like, they're still a family and they're still trying to make this work. And it's, Even as it's clearly not working. Oh, it is very not working. 
Like, it, it's very clear that Shigehiro is just, like, also highly affected by battle, where it's just, like, kind of isn't also good at this. Like, the only one who seems to be any good at the whole battle thing is Kiyomori, who is really old and not able to do it. Shigemori. Also an awful person. <laughs> awful person, but awful person in the sense that he's a politician. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shigemori, who is dead. And Tomomori seems to be, you know, like a talented fighter. But he's and kind of dumb. Tomomori is a great big Labrador retriever of a man. <laughs> he's even like that in the opening. Yeah. Like, when you see him in the opening, he's, like, playing with the kids, and he's he's a very large guy, so they're, like, hanging off his arms, he's having fun. And you're like, oh. He's, like, swinging him around. <laughs> he, he's, he's the jock uncle. Yeah. He's the uncle who plays sports with you when you're a child. He's cute. I like him. Something horrible's probably gonna happen to him. <laughs> uh, don't worry, he's not gonna die for a while. Uh, oh, good. I like how you, I mean, in fairness, everyone in this show who's a named character is very dead. Yeah. Like, we're, we're just going to be real here for a second. Like, when we say, like, I could say they're go everyone here is dead because they are. They are. This thing that happened hundreds of years ago? Those people died? <laughs> you know, all this happens in the, in the, or in the late 12th century, so it's. So Strauss. <laughs> but yeah, it's the sort of the only one we don't like is Munamori because he's kind of a dick. He's and he's that way by design. Yeah. And he's never presented as a nice person, not because it he's... no no one here is evil, but he's just kind of like He just kinda sucks. Yeah, he just kinda sucks, but in a way that doesn't make you feel like he... Like, he's the worst person alive. Just a dumbass. He's just the friend nobody likes. He's incompetent, but you could tell because he was not... Like, everyone just assumed Shigamori was going to take over, and it's like, yeah, I get that. Shigamori was competent and smart. And handsome. Yeah, and instead his ugly-ass brother's now in charge, and everyone's just like, uh-oh. <laughs> Wow, it's not good. Not good. Not good, Sardo. It's not good. It's it's not good, Strauss. Not it's it's a bold move. It's, it's bold. bold move, Cotton. Uh, it's not not gonna go well. Yeah, it's not even going well. <laughs> but but yeah. Um. So I love this show so far. I'm very glad you wanted to watch it. Fuck you for having us watch this. <laughs> I, From the it, bottom of my heart. It, it is definitely like, I love this, but also I'm in great and terrible pain every single second. <laughs> I, I I am enjoying the show. I've recommended it to several people already. Um, I am punching you very hard in the arm in, in like a friendly way for having us <laughs> watch. You're, you're crying as you're smiling. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting sit because it, it's very rare to get a show like many shows tug at your heartstrings or make you happy or make you cry. It's very rare for a show to make you care about someone in three episodes, then kill them and make you like, this is the worst thing that's happened to me all day. I'm, 
I'm every crying cat meme, like, all at once watching this. It's, it really is a very well-executed show, and it's really impressive how well it does. Kind of everything. I'd say, like, the the experience of this show so far has been, like, it's like going for a bike ride on a really lovely spring day. And you're out, and you're admiring the scenery, the birds are singing, it's it's beautiful. And then you, then you hit a pothole, going at a fairly good rate of speed, and it, the, the bike just dumps you off face first. And you get up, and you're crying because you're hurt, um, and you get back on your bike and you keep going. And then there's another pothole down the road. But it's such a nice day that you just want to keep that ride going. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's really because it's a very well, it's a very well-made show, I think is the best way to put it. Yes. Like, it's well-written, it's well-animated, they know when to spend money on their budget, and it they it's this understanding of visuals, like, every episode director deserves a lot of credit. Like, not every episode's yeah. directed by Yamada, the first one's directed by Yamada, and the last one's directed by Yamada, but Yamada's the one who's, like, overall in charge. Yeah, and it's like everybody on the team is doing a great job. You know, from the story from writer Reiko Yoshida to the storyboard art- artist, which there are several, just mm-hmm. a lot of people are involved. Like it- it's really like everyone coming together and saying, "This is very well done." It's beautifully crafted. Yeah, it's it's a very well-crafted thing, and it's sort of, I think, what makes it very interesting. It's, like, every, it's, like, very well-directed. Like, the camera work is particularly fantastic. Yes. And you know who also said that? Oh. Hideo Kojima. Damn! <laughs> I mean, of course Kojima watched it, because Kojima watches everything. <laughs> Love that. Love that about him. Yeah. But it's definitely one of those things where it's like, if you never watched it or heard of it, highly recommend it. It is a bit hard to follow at times. Mm-hmm. We also haven't talked about something also. We haven't talked about how good the music is. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, we've talked about it beforehand, but it's just sort of nice that, like, it's not always traditional. It's like the scene where, like, they cross the Uji River... And it's not the music that you think it's going to be. <laughs> right. It's not like this highly epic soundtrack. It's like... It's almost kind of lighthearted sounding in a weird way. It's, it's brightly. Yeah, it's brightly, but it's sort of like... It helps demonstrate like sort of the chaos of the moment. Mm-hmm. It's just everything about this show is just really well done. It's 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 wild to think of how well made this series it's just, is. It's it's lovely. It is a lovely show. Uh, yeah. It's just it's kind. Of, it's not shocking why this didn't catch on because it's sort of like it, this is like a prestige work, but like the type of prestige work that the average person wouldn't watch. Yeah. Like I I joked. I think I told you this. I was watching like the anime openings you try not to sing to which you know those are always fun and when i yeah. watched those videos like 95 of the percent of all the openings are sh- of shows i have never seen and i'm like ooh, gintama opening 21 <laughs> there's a lot of gintama openings that's the first thing i learned and it's terrifying me 
it scares it's me. It's a whole lot. It's a lot. But it's sort of like... These are, it's not a show that like the average person's going to watch and that's fine. I I guess really what I hope this, for anyone who listens to this podcast will do is go watch it. Like, even if the, even if the premise doesn't sound like it'd be your thing, just give it a try. Mm -hmm. It's a good show. It is. It's a really good show, and it's just kind of a shame that that's what, that it, like, the problem was the big show of that year was Ranking of Kings, Mm -hmm. which I've seen Ranking of Kings. It is also incredibly good, and also incredibly well-written and well-directed and well-animated. Yeah. It's just one of those things where... Everyone involved is like if you watched Ranking of Kings and said you di- you missed out, but not in a bad way. <laughs> right. You picked the other great show of that season, so you're fine. It, it's a win either way. Yeah, but it's not like uh, what 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 I'm trying to say is it's like there's certain shows that were that are destined for this. Yes. Like, they're destined to be great, get a lot of attention, or even surprise hits. Like, Demon Slayer was the surprise hit of a few years ago. Just blew up everywhere. You've probably seen the the youngings wearing the clothing. Oh, I, I, I know it is a very popular series with the youngins. Yeah. It, it, and it, I always sort of joke when we talk about it was that I remember, like, asking other friends, because, you know, I don't talk to the young peoples too often. Not for long, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I don't hang around teenagers too often. No. Despite my, my ch- choice of profession. <laughs> Which puts me... Well, they're smelly, so it's all right. Oh, uh, you know what? I've learned that also adult nerds are also pretty smelly. <laughs> Yes, they are. But I asked, like, what is... Is Demon Slayer the new Bleach in terms of it being, like, the the one for sword weebs? Yes. Yes, it is. From what I've been told. It, it absolutely... There, there's no fucking question. Of course it is. That's not an insult to either show. One of the, someone, the sword weebs had to go somewhere. Listen, Strauss. I am a sword weeb. <laughs> so am I. I I'm, I'm a sword weeb, but I'm also a sword weeb. <laughs> that joke was horrible and i love it (laughs) but but yeah i yeah demon slayer was like kind of the um the 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 surprise like surprise hit the the sleeper hit maybe but maybe that's not quite the right word but you know what i mean i would say it was sort of the surprise hit that everyone that came out of nowhere whereas this was not a show designed for any of that this is a show meant for people like us who think crying is a good time (laughs) yes and if you like yourself a good samurai story this is the show for you yes because it's especially if you're the type of person who wants something that isn't just full with a lot of violence Mm -hmm. but and not a lack of violence but like the violence isn't isn't graphic there's this is the type of thing you like I would show to someone and, like, ask me, like, what's a show that's very artistically well done? 
it's it's a samurai show for those with a distinguished palate. <laughs> or more accurately, if you like movies that are not just action, this is the samurai show for you. If you're someone who likes a good Kurosawa movie, this isn't a Kurosawa movie, or even in the same vein, but it's the idea of, I want a drama. It it sits and it gets good and comfortable with its subject matter. And, you know, maybe if, if you know, it's not your thing, you'll, you'll find it a little bit boring. But it, it takes its time. Yeah, and it's just nice to watch a, a show... Where, like, did you see Ranking of Kings? I did. Okay, then you, you know what I say. Like, Ranking of Kings is a great show. It's very well written. And, like, it, it is the only show where I can legitimately say, I hate this woman. And by the end of the episode, you're like, I would die for this woman and her children. <laughs> and by the end, of the, the end of the series, you're like, this is the only woman in the world who matters. Fuck everyone else. I will kill for this woman. <laughs> Fuck everyone, I respect you. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Queen Helling, my love and greatest woman alive. Yes, indeed. But it's like, that's a show that's well written because it gives everyone like a very good multifaceted way of like how they act and what they do. This show is a lot like that, but it's... Like, in the it... end, Ranking of Kings still had like its action sequences. Yeah. And, you know, it, there's still that, like, aspect of action that happens on screen. You're like, yeah! Yeah! But I, I think Heike's story is... It's, it's a very interesting kind of war-as-hell story. Like, definitely not in the typical sense, maybe, but I, I, think, it, I think it counts. No, it, it, it does. But what, I think the way to put it is, it's unlike, say like a Gundam show or most other stories like this, it shies away from showing the violence as much as it shows the aftermath of it. Yes. And it, 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 it shows the consequences of the action that happens. It's not the violence that matters. It's the people that it impacts and it's the lives that it ruins. And ultimately the, um, the, dynasties that it cut short <laughs> well you know it's just like we're big three kingdoms fans we're big like saying goku jedi people because that we because we play a lot of koei games and we're weird that way we have our own brain worms people yes we do but, but that yeah that's that's kind of our wheelhouse yeah so we're used to like violence is bad but we're also used to just seeing stuff happen all the time Violence is bad, but also violence. Eyes emoji. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, but violence is also fun. Violence is kind of cool to watch sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, sometimes this is kind of cool. Lubu is cool. It's fun when you see Lubu swing his halberd and send ten dudes flying. Yeah, this is great. Like, yes, it's sad, and it's meaningless, and, you know, people are destroyed, but it's fun to watch in the moment. This yeah. is not that. No, this is not that. This takes a look at, like, yeah, all these skirmishes, they've hurt people. It's like, 
Look at this young man. Meet this young man. Know him and love him. Watch him be utterly destroyed because this is not the, the system in which he should be, you know, working under. No, it's also like... We've just met Atsumori, and I don't know, have you ever seen uh, or know what happens in the no play of Atsumori? I am familiar. Well, then I, we can definitely, we're not going to say it now, but you and I both know that, like, here's this wide-eyed youngster, it's not going to go well for him. It's like, oh, you baby, you are going to get fed into the meat grinder, like, half an episode from now. Uh, is it a half an episode? Give or take. Give or take. Um, rough estimation. I don't know. Uh, it's it's probably. Don't, don't spoil it for me. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. The, the, they didn't. They don't put episode descriptions on Funimation sites, so. I I know something bad's gonna happen to him. Yeah, it it's definitely one of those. I I would definitely say. It's one of those things where it's definitely a cl- it's definitely a great show. It's just not a lot of people were going to watch it, and I knew that, and it makes me mad. <laughs> On a f- it's tragic, it it's tragic, much like the story it's telling. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> but it, it's tragic because you know that a lot there's there is an audience for this, so I highly recommend. If you want to have a like a good time watching a really excellently made show, this is for you. We're ha- basically at the halfway point. There's only like five episodes left. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all downhill from here for us. We're... It, Basically, I think the best way to put it is, I don't know how the next time is going to go, but uh, I feel like we're going to be talking a lot about those last two episodes. Because we're watching three episodes at a time. I I know that ending is going to hurt. It's going to hurt so good, Sardo. I'm sorry. I'm like, you're welcome, and also I'm sorry. (laughs) I can kind of see it coming. In a way, that's kind of the whole point. Is that we know it's coming. That That's like the worst part about it. Mm-hmm. Is that you just know like. The, the whole feeling of this show. Could really be described as the feeling of. Uh oh. <laughs> but it gets louder every time. It's like uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'm so ready to be so sad. So much. Oh god, those last two episodes are back to back. The the ending to this series is going to be very interesting, and we're going to have a lot to talk about. It's this is definitely a show. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. You'll like it, unless you're more into like fluff. Once again, like, even if you you see the premise and it's like, oh, I don't know if this is my thing, watch it anyway. Yeah, it, I I would say... You'll surprise yourself. Yeah, I, everyone every once in a while should watch an artsy-fartsy show like this. And I, when I... Just to be clear, when I say artsy-fartsy, I meant a show that's not really designed to be popular. Yeah, it's... 
it's not like it's it's not popcorn entertainment kind of stuff. It's I don't know. Sit there and be sad about it kind of stuff. It's it, it every once in a while you need to watch something that is actually high-minded. Yeah. And this is one of them. Agreed. And it's it's not a long watch, so Mhm. But yeah, it, it's I it's would like 11 episodes long. It's it, it's like a few decently short sessions of watching. It's it's nice. It's so nice. It is. And also the opening is really good. It is. It's 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 a good tune. I've been listening to it nonstop for about 2 years now. It's, it's a bop. It is. It, it 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 reminds me of Maps by the Yeah Yeah Yeahs and that's important. It it does have that similar sound. It, it's similar sound and energy. Yeah. Very not it, not similar in any other way, but noise that kind of sort of matter. Yeah. Good good show. You you should watch it. Um I am so sad and I am so mad. Um how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> That's kind of the feeling you get when you watch this show. Is you know what's going to happen, but you still feel a little betrayed when it does. Yeah, I, I remember I told you Samurai and Sadness, and it's a really good a good description for what this is. Is it's a good show, everyone. Ross, I gotta ask, do we get to see the cat again? Oh yeah, no, the cat. That's Bewa's cat yes. now. Yes. Good. Don't worry. The, good. Ca- the cat sticks around for the most part. Good. So that's good news. The cat. We now have a cat in this show. Yay. So, some good things happen. Bewa gets a cat. We like Bewa. Bewa's. A- we haven't actually spent a lot of time talking about her, which is the funny part. She's the main character. Well, but uh- it's like. Things things are happening around her. <laughs> a, a great way to put it is she's kind of here to bear witness to the events. Yes. Where it, it's not that she lacks personality. I want that to be made abundantly clear. It's just that... Oh, she's, she's a terrific main character. <laughs> she is. It's just sort of like so much is happening. And her, her role in the story is to sort of be... She who bears witness to the things that happen. Sort of a Greek chorus thing a little bit. Not I mean, quite. You, you know what I mean. kind of is the Greek chorus because the show stops every so often when things happen. We, we we learn about things happening kind of from her viewpoint and her place and everything. Well, it's sort of like quite literally there are scenes where a much older looking Biwa shows up playing her, well, uh, Biwa. Her Biwa. <laughs> yeah, that's what she's named after. And she sings about the events that are happening. Sort of, that's how a lot of the action sequences go. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, in a, in a sense, she is the Greek chorus, in a in a sense. She's using literally parts of the tale of the Heike, because of course she is. Yeah. And this is how it would be traditionally played, this way. I'm going to share you share a part of that with you when we get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not there yet, and we won't be there for a while. Not for another two sessions. So that's coming. 
But yeah, I feel like it's it's a good show. Watch it. Don't have us just tell you what happens. Go see it for yourself because you deserve to watch an artistic show that demands you to pay attention to it because it's good. It it's yeah, I can't I can't say more than that. It's it's just it's good. It's really good. I like it. Yeah, it's just a really well done show. And it's nice to have a show like that. Mhm. Cuz you don't always cuz you know, we we grew up when we grew up, like half the shows we got was what was thought was going to sell. So that's mm-hmm. that's why a lot of the big shows from when we were kids were action series or I don't know neat. So it's just nice to be like we we live in an era where a show like this can exist and you know find its audience. Yeah, it's I more more people need to know about this. Like I said, I have been recommending this to everybody I know who watches anime. So. Oh yeah, no, I've recommended it to all my friends, and whether or not anyone actually watches it is a different story. I, I've been trying to get people to watch this for like two years. <laughs> I've only succeeded well, once. Hi. <laughs> you're the success. I'm sorry, but you're also welcome. I'm the success. That's so sad. <laughs> Me, a success. <laughs> See, look, you finally succeeded at something. I mean, you you oh, succeeded terrific. more than that, just to make sure that's abundantly clear. Thank you. I appreciate that. You are a talented artist, and you everyone who listens to this should know, because all the thumbnail art is done by one person, and I, I have... It's me. It's you, and I have zero input on it. <laughs> you don't have a choice. If we ever get like a day where we upload and we're still doing the podcast and it's April Fools, it's going to be done by me and I'm not sorry. It's going to be so much worse. I- I'm waiting for that beautiful MS Paint creation. Oh, you're going to be lucky if it's MS Paint. <laughs> it, I, I, it's probably going to be hand drawn and the photo taken of it from my shitty camera phone. If that phone survives uh, two more years. See how it goes. Yeah, we'll see how it happens. Anyway, folks, before we this, I guess we're wrapping up because now we're just joking about other dumber shit. <laughs> the the intellectual capacity of what we were talking about dropped from a ten to three. <laughs> I I have run out of brain cells. <laughs> yeah, our our sadness continues, and we'll continue uh, next time we watch it and also record about it. Uh, uh, we also have to talk about the Woe Long eventually because we, I finally finished it. Yes, I I need to um because I I am probably I'm probably not gonna like play through all the game myself just because I like to have fun and I know my limits. But um, I will get caught up on that and we will discuss that at a later date. I did say it was gonna be either later this month or the next month, and I was correct. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, you can follow uh, El Sardo Guapo here. Or Sardo El Guapo. Mm -hmm. At uh, Autopsy Garlands on Twitter. Isn't that exciting? Yes. 
also on Twitch at Uncle Death with a K. And hopefully um, next week, Wednesday, planning to stream some art on there soon. Uh, fingers crossed. Very excited for that. I'll be there, at least in chat. I'll uh, Even on mic if you want me to. Yay! I, I'm just not sure if I'm going to be... That's also my game night, so I might not be able to just do that. But we'll find out. Yeah. No worries. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'll at least be in chat, so you can chat with me. Yeah. Exciting. And you can also follow yeah. me on Twitter at AlmightyStrauss on Twitter.com for as long as Twitter still works. <laughs> on the Twitter and the Twitch as well. That is true. I stream Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. We're playing Wrath Strauss of the Righteous. Streams. Yeah, we're playing Wrath of the Righteous. Uh, we're about to retake the city of Canabras. Yay! Yeah, this that will already have happened by the time this comes out, so we're going to be dealing with the fallout of retaking of the city of Canabras when that happens. <laughs> also, huzzah, hurrah! Hooray! Anyway, folks, I hope you have a good time, whatever time of day it is. I hope you're ready to rock all night or all day, depending on your uh, availability and time of where you're at. Thank you for listening, you beautiful, beautiful people. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for all of our, like, subscribers slash listeners. I guess you should like, comment, and subscribe. I guess we should supposed to do that. Oh, yeah. I smashed that like button. I don't know. Uh -uh. I, I really, we really appreciate everybody who's listened to this, followed, given the time of day. Thank you. You are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hit, uh, ring that bell, I guess. If you want, I don't I, I don't understand why YouTube can't give you your subscriptions that easily. I, I Only on the internet will things not work like they say they do. But folks, you have a good time now. We're going to probably talk for a little bit longer and cry a bit. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Good night, though.